welcome to AEMO Energy Live. I'm Rika Potter and today we'll be unpacking this year's annual Gas Statement of Opportunities and Victorian Gas Planning Report to find out what they're all about and what's changed in the last year. With me, I have AEMO's new Chief System Design and Engineering Officer, Dr Alex Bonhas, to take us through the findings of each report. Thanks for joining us today, Alex. It's an absolute pleasure, Rika. Now, before we get into the nuts and bolts of it, can you please tell me a bit about your role here at AEMO? Certainly. I recently joined AEMO uh, to head up a newly created um, department, which is called System Design and Engineering. Now, this department brings together all of the key elements that will help us navigate the significant transition of Australia's energy system. This is absolutely critical because over the coming decade or two, we have to prepare for an absolutely fundamental change of our energy system. As probably most people know, we have to accommodate a very significant rise of variable renewable energy and integrate distributed energy resources while some of the existing generators retire at the end of their design life. To make that all work, we also have to integrate storage in a whole variety of different forms. And to drive integration further, we also have to integrate across a number of different sectors, most importantly, electricity, gas and transport. Now, as part of the work program in system design and engineering, we are creating several forward-looking studies that investigate a variety of issues. So, for example, we are preparing the integrated system plan, which is really a fully integrated analysis of the different pathways that our energy system can take. The electricity statement of opportunities um, and the gas statement of opportunity and the Victorian gas planning report that we're talking about today. Can you explain to us what exactly is the purpose of both the gas statement of opportunities and the Victorian gas planning report? And just for reference to our listeners, the gas statement of opportunities is shortened to GSU and the Victorian gas planning report is acronymed to VGPR. Maybe let me... Um start by explaining some of the differences between the two reports. So the gas statement of opportunities covers potential gas and the demand and supply scenarios across the eastern and southeastern states of Australia over a 20-year period, whereas the Victorian gas planning report is a much more detailed analysis of Victoria's demand and supply balance within a shorter, that is five-year time horizon, across the Victorian declared transmission system. Obviously, the VGPR, as we also refer to, is embedded in the broader national context. Or in other words, the 2019 VGPR uh, really complements um, the GSO and provides a much more granular and detailed view of Victoria. I think what's important to highlight is that both reports draw on a very similar data set and have been developed in close consultation and in close collaboration with the Australian gas industry. Those reports, I believe, are really, really important and relevant for Australia because the the GSU assesses the projected supply and demand balance and potential supply gaps under a range of plausible scenarios. That's important, obviously, for producers because it might provide them with additional data that might underpin the case for investment in new developments. But it's just as important for consumers because it highlights the future challenges and constraints that they might face and therefore hopefully helps them to inform what commercial position they might want to take in the market. And last but certainly not least, the GSU also specifically helps to inform the federal government's decision whether or not to trigger the Australian domestic gas security mechanism. When I look back at the history and the impact that these reports had in the past, I think that it's been 
quite significant. So when you look back at the 2017 and 2018 GSU and BGPR, that actually highlighted um, some constraints in supply. Um, what we have really seen those reports have been published is an evaluation of those supplies in the short term, which I think is a good outcome for the nation. Now, looking specifically at the GSU, what has changed in the last year? There have obviously been a number of changes since last year, but possibly the most immediate change that readers will notice uh, when comparing last year's report with this, this year's is the way we have explained the demand and supply balance. So compared to last year, we highlighted more clearly the supply risks could arise, especially in the period 2021 to 2023, if committed projects are delayed or other reserves are not developed in a timely fashion. Now, obviously, that's not the only change. There's been a lot of updated data, but you'll find that all in the report. So let's unpack it a bit more. What are the key findings of each report? So let me start with the findings of the GSO report. So we have found that supply from existing and committed gas developments with proven and probable resources is forecast to provide adequate supply to meet gas demands until 2023. So I think that's good news for Australia. That said, from 2021 to 2023, we believe that supply-demand balance would be very finely balanced, uh, particularly in the south with greater reliance on Queensland gas supplies to meet demand in South Australia and New South Wales. Now, absent of longer-term responses such as commitments to develop contingent and prospective resources, increasing the pipeline capacity from Queensland or further investment in alternative infrastructure development such as uh, LNG import terminals, IEMO is actually projecting an overall supply shortfall in gas supplies from 2024 onwards, which is quite in line with recent other industry forecasts. While new gas developments are continuing in Victoria, production from the southern gas fields is expected to decline over the 20-year outlook period. So support from Queensland gas supplies will be required to meet forecast demand unless new gas sources are brought to market in the south. This will put increasing strain on the southwest Queensland pipeline to support gas flows from north to the south. So that's probably um, some of the key insights in the GSU. Let me now turn to the VGPR. The VGPR obviously echoes um, a lot of this analysis and forecasts an increased possibility of gas supply restrictions in Victoria from 2024 or earlier. um, And in particular, if, say, a cold winter's day coincides with a significant amount of unplanned thermal generator outages. Now, gas supply forecasts provided to AEMO by the gas producers show an overall improvement since the publication of the 2018 VGPR due to some projects having received approval um, and final investment decision. However, the overall production continues to decline and will reduce the available gas to supply to New South Wales and South Australia. That means in Victoria, the continued reduction in gas production resulting from depleting reserves in offshore gas fields translates to a reduction in gas exports from Victoria to New South Wales, South Australia and Tasmania. And as I said before, this could mean possible supply shortfalls for the southern states over winter from 2024 onwards. So by the sounds of it, it looks like we're facing gas shortages in the next five or so years unless we see more gas industry investment. What exactly does this mean for Australian gas consumers? 
Our analysis in the GSU and the VGPR highlight the need for further investment to bringing existing reserves and resources to production, or alternatively to develop a gas supply infrastructure uh, such as LNG import terminals to reduce the risk of shortfalls. We certainly observe that commercially viable resources are on the decline um, despite the industry uh, clearly responding to market signals and investing in new resources where that is appropriate. Now, the reduction of commercially viable resources and the expected decline of production from southern gas field certainly presents risks of supply not meeting demand in the longer term. And it's also fair to say that this tight supply environment is probably not conducive to easing the current uh, gas price pressures that we are experiencing. Overall, though, um, the gas demand and supply balance remains finely balanced between 2021 and 23, which is just reflecting of the ever-tightening integration of Australia's electricity and gas markets in the context of an ever-evolving dynamic energy system. So how do we overcome this challenge? What are our next steps or what can we do to ensure enough supplies available to meet future demand? Well, I would certainly hope that um, both the GSU and the VGPR represent a very first and important step in addressing the challenges that they have highlighted in the first place. In turn, this creates an opportunity for industry to bring on additional supply um, in the most cost-effective way. There are already many options explored by industry, ranging from developing new resources to making investments into alternative infrastructure, such as LNG import terminals. We also hope that the data and insights that we provide in these reports provide very useful input for governments who have the, frankly, quite difficult task of navigating the balance between the need for future gas developments with the impacts that those developments um, can have on local communities and the ecosystem. Now, we recognize um, the challenging situation that this creates for our nation. We are certainly committed to help where we can, and therefore we plan to ramp up our own efforts in understanding this challenging environment, and in particular, the interplay between the gas sector and other sectors, such as the electricity sector. And we are planning to explore that further in our next integrated system plan report. So watch this space. Well, there you have it. Thanks for joining us today, Alex. It was a pleasure to discuss these reports with you. I hope you enjoyed listening at home and if you want to hear more about our publications, then be sure to sign up to our Energy Life newsletter below or download the free Energy Live app from the iTunes or Google Play stores. Till next time, I'm Rika Potter. Thanks for listening.